0: you're listening to a certain degree i'm the host with the roast nick that is not how the saying goes but i would love some roast right now so i'm putting it out in the universe this episode features a bogo buy one williams get one free but the first one is free as well Jonathan and Michael Williams visit the studios to discuss their content creation company, Gifted Concepts and Designs. Enjoy the show. The James Taylor Quartet on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from the album In the Hand of the Inevitable. That was In the Hand of the Inevitable, as we all are sometimes including you right now listening to the show. Good morning, my name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree every week. I do this from 7 to 9 a.m., and I am always very lucky to have very special guests. This week is no exception to Brothers, in fact, and uh, not the first time I've had Brothers on, but the second time I've had Brothers on, but still special. Okay, you don't want to add anything to that? Jonathan and Michael Williams are waiting for me to introduce them Jonathan good morning good morning sir Michael good morning Good morning Nick. how you doing good good thank you so much for being here thank you for having us yeah, yeah it is so nice to have two people in the new studios we have plenty of room to uh, spread out for all your cosplay stuff all the stuff you brought today thank you so much I really wish everybody could see it maybe we'll take some pictures maybe not they're in full regalia. They're all armored up. Uh, they were a little intimidated about coming on the radio. So you know, obviously, you're gonna wear some armor before you come on the radio. Well, I, I
1: always feel protected. I do that all the time anyway.
0: So <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This is a this is a regular outfit for you. Yeah, just oh, that makes sense. My day to day. That makes sense. Well, you guys, uh, we met at a. I think it was the orientation for Maker for Orlando, and then I got to see a little bit at the booth you set up. It was the first time setting up at any event for uh, your organization, your sort of side company, Gifted Concepts and Designs, is that right? Yes. yes. Sir. And you had a great time. Oh, we had
2: a blast. It okay, was such good. a yeah, great experience. Great kind of undersells it.
0: <laughs> uh, but I don't know you guys all that well, so I want to get to know you a little bit better. Okay. So we're gonna play a game. Maybe you'll get to know each other a little bit better. Who knows? If there's not much I don't know about you that scares me,
2: yeah, this is going to be very interesting this This will probably be a very, very interesting ride home excellent, excellent oh,
0: and uh, there will be a competition in the second hour there's going to be a pop quiz, and we'll see who is the essentially who is the better Williams oh. as far as trivia goes
2: that's going to be fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, let's get to know you a little bit better. We're going to play a game, uh, sort of. I'm just going to say something. You're going to tell me whether you're for or against it. Okay. But instead of saying yes or no, up or down, you're going to say shipping or handling. Shipping is great when you ship characters in maybe uh, uh, something that you really like in terms of pop culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe create some fan fiction accordingly from that. So shipping is wonderful. Handling just sounds weird and obviously adds cost to something that you're ordering online, so that's not something that you want.
2: Yeah, it's never fun.
0: Okay, so shipping or handling Valentine's Day.
2: Oh boy, I'll, I'll let you take this one first, brother.
1: <laughs> well, you were born <laughs> first, why you gotta throw me under the bus like that? <laughs>
2: so,
1: um,
0: Michael, what do you think? Michael is the younger of the two. Michael's sitting to my left in the bright colored armor. It's really, really eye-catching. Batman-themed. Batman-themed, of course. I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't have to say that, I thought, but yeah. Um, What do you think about Valentine's Day? Mm. You know, I'm going to say
1: handling. Okay. The reason being is because my mentality towards it is that you should express your love for the, the
0: those that you love sure. every day of the year, uh-huh. not just one day. Every day is Valentine's Day is exactly. what you're saying. Okay.
1: Yeah. I think that we get hung up on just waiting for one day to say, I love you. <laughs> and we, we go all out for that one day, but I think it should be every day. Okay. So chocolates,
0: flowers, cards, every day.
2: Yeah. Nice surprise, you know? All right. Very good. I like that. Jonathan, what do you think? Not bad. I actually... I'm going to say handling as well. Um for similar reasons, I, I think it's foolish to just pick one day to express your mm-hmm. your love for someone, um especially if you're blessed enough to actually be with a good person. Like you should just do random things and say I love you all the time.
0: Do you uh, and to random people or to No, definitely the, not okay. to random just people. Just wanted to make no, sure. Not
2: again. Because <laughs> that's when you and that's when you wind up on um, YouTube videos and you become yeah. viral. So yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend that.
0: All right, but good. So that's yeah. how you become viral. I'm going to put that down so that I remember that. Uh, driverless cars. So self-driving cars. Shipping or handling? handling Jonathan will start no, with you hand, this time. Definitely handling. So, so what no. is it about the, the self-driving car that you are not into?
2: Um, Do you have to have a control or you can... You a little, because a half of what I do for a living requires me to drive a lot. Mm-hmm. Um... I, I don't like the idea of making smarter cars because people will refuse to handle themselves correctly behind the wheel of one. Uh, so it's a little weird that cars will drive themselves because it has a bad driver. You know? So the person is a bad driver or the computer is the a bad driver? The person is a bad driver, been... so we had to like invent a computer to make sure that they yeah. don't crash into people. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like those car. uh, It's kind of like a car that parks itself, right? Yeah, it's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Like, you can't park a car, and you you have to like push a button and literally let the car park itself.
0: Well, if it's a uh, parallel parking situation, are you good at parallel parking? I'm pretty decent. Okay, Mm -hmm. that makes one of us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand parallel parking. Well, to add to that, I'm going to say handling as well. Yeah, only because um, at least for me, much like what he was saying, it's the human factor. I think that um, I think it, it 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 takes the the human aspect out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes us a little bit lazy. You know, what if the computer fails? Then we have to take over. If the person is not acclimated to drive, and if they're not a good driver, as as John said, then we're gonna have an issue. As he smacks his microphone. <laughs> See, technology.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Well, that's good. Let me ask you about uh, you're both storytellers. You both like to tell stories in different media and we'll talk about that in a little bit through a uh, uh, gifted, uh, what about zombies shipping or handling either in real life or as a storytelling sort of, um, uh, method?
2: I am going to say shipping on that one. Um, you like zombies? Yes and no. Uh, it's, it's funny. Um, I was never really into the genre um until i started playing uh, i remember when i was young my dad brought this video game home resident evil mm-hmm. and i thought it was one of the greatest things i would ever seen at the time um and that was kind of like my first introduction into the world of zombies um and i'm a huge fan of the walking dead uh it's actually pretty big in our household like uh mm-hmm. we we watch it with our mom like who she absolutely loves the show so we kind of go over to her place and watch it with her um on Sundays, when it comes over, when it comes on. So, um, but I'm not a zombie fanatic. Like I've met people um, who are like really into zombies. I like to fight them. I wouldn't want to be one. Like that would be kind of okay. That would be kind of. I think that's fair. Could you imagine like a zombie me? He's gonna say that's how I am anyway, so it's okay. No, I'll, he was I, trying I to I can't imagine, I it. Can't imagine
1: was, it because my love for you wouldn't allow it to happen.
2: Oh, there you go! Oh,
0: oh, yeah! You are surprised by yeah. that, aren't you? Yeah,
2: I thought oh, for, I thought for sure <laughs> I would. You don't know me too well. <laughs> Curveball! I thought for sure he would let me turn so he could use one of his swords.
0: Why? Why? There's, there's going to be of other plenty
2: people. of zombies exactly. out there. there's billions yeah. of other people. I'm, yeah, I'm going to ship that. One. Wow! I pray that doesn't make me sound like a mass <laughs> murderer. <laughs> no, 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 no! It's zombies. It's fine. Too late, Mike. It's live You can't take it back. It's all right, Michael.
0: What do you think? Uh, shipping or handling on zombies? I'm going
2: to say shipping as well. Yeah. Um, I think the
1: idea of zombies is fun, um, because a lot of times we, you you know, we get wrapped up in the, the violence of killing another live human being. So if they're already dead and, you know, they're monsters and whatever, then it's okay. You know, you can, Mm -hmm. as they say, go ham, just go crazy with it. So I think,
2: I think zombies are all right. Just to add one more point to that. Um, I personally like the, like them too, because, um, They're one of the few things where there's not one correct way to do it. Um, We've had the slow shambling ones. We've had the ones that eat people. We had we've had the fast moving ones like from Dawn of the Dead. We've had the they're almost a zombie but not technically from um, the 28 Days movies and um, I think Zombieland. The zombies are they're not. I think it's, they said it was like mutated mal, mad cow, cow disease, disease or something, something yeah. so yeah, exactly, it's not necessarily, there's not one particular way to do them. So it's it's fun uh, to be able to play around. Yeah, the variety it helps. Yeah.
0: Well I think looking at something like The Walking Dead 2, it's not necessarily about the zombies, it's about the characters that are mm. still alive yes. and how they relate to each other and what happens after this that allows for all the storytelling to That's be one of my
2: favorite aspects yeah. about it as a story too. Yeah, mm. okay.
0: Uh, and then we also think about how we would handle it and then get frightened by our lack of any kind of, you know, real marketable skills in a zombie apocalypse. This is true. Yeah. yeah I, I can juggle and I can do radio. And so neither one of those are helpful <laughs> when the zombies attack.
2: Well, the radio would be helpful. It uh, could be you if could we still had people power. Be like, oh, yeah, don't come here because yeah. everyone's dead. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, you guys both grew up
2: in Florida? Um myself, predominantly, I was uh, originally born in New York, uh, in Queens, New York. Uh, I lived there till I was four. Um, and then my dad took a job here in Florida, so we all just packed up and moved. So I've lived in Florida since I was like four. Okay. Yeah, I was born and raised. Michael, you've been here. So how do
0: you guys feel about the beach, shipping or handling?
1: Honestly, believe it or not, we don't go much. Yeah. We haven't been much. But I'll say I'll say shipping because I I find the beach to be a very peaceful and calming place. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, I went down to Fort Pierce a couple years ago and um, I was on the beach with with a young lady and we were walking across the beach and just like the view it was calming. Of course you were, huh? Of course you were. Yes, there's videos of it. <laughs> it was calming, and I hope not. <laughs> it was just peaceful and and. I don't know. It, it was a nice. It was a nice setting. It brought it brought a good feeling you know, feeling to me. So I I say shipping on that.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go the complete opposite route. The the beer on the beach go. with a nice finally l- being conflict. on the beach with a nice lady is awesome. But um, I am terrified of the water. You mad? You okay. can't swim. And I have a very overactive imagination. Yeah, he's mad. He can't swim. Um, and ever since I saw Pacific Rim, I hate being around large bodies of water because my Overactive imagination is like, oh, you know, in like 30 seconds, a giant monster is going to pop out and we're all going to have to run. I don't run very fast. So it's like, I just, right. I stay in my lane.
0: So you went from, you're not even going to fear like sharks or regular aquatic life. You're just going to go directly oh, no, no, for no, no. I'm, I'm terrified the super of the, monster.
2: I'm terrified of the sea life. Like every, all of it. everything. Um, My friend is a dolphin trainer at mm-hmm. SeaWorld and he... Um, he took me backstage one day and introduced me to a dolphin. And it was probably one of the most frightening experiences of my life um, because I thought for sure that this thing was going to eat me. Even though they had filed his teeth down, I'm like, he will find a way. Um, I just I, I prefer to leave the ocean where it's at. I'll stay out of it. Um, I think know. the ocean probably appreciates that yeah, as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. All right. It has and enough problems. Was the dolphin in any way rude? I mean, was that part of the issue?
2: No, he was actually
0: was really Was it like a real jerk
2: dolphin? No, he was great. Um Tyler I think was his name. He was he was great. Tyler was just, if you're listening, good job. Yeah, yeah, you were you were great. He shook my hand or with his flipper or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think they call um, it a flipper. And it was it was it turned out to be a good experience, but I was terrified. I just I'm not very trusting of animals in general. Definitely see life. Um, it was just something about seeing, and I know I'm. I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize right now for all of my uh, animal enthusiasts. Uh, if a dolphin is technically not a fish, I've heard arguments about. Oh, you can't call it a fish. It was it, to me, it looked like a giant fish. So, um, it does have similarities to like a fish. So, if you say that around the wrong person, it causes a big issue. So, yeah, I mean, unless that's what you were going for. Yeah. No, 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 exactly. I wasn't, I, I never purposely tried to be insulting.
1: Fish are food, not friends. Oh gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great. That's a deep, deep hole. Thank you for that. Uh, let's move on to another piece of technology. Also transportation related the Crowdshare scooters. We just got our third company doing the scooters downtown. These have seats on them, but how do you feel about those in general shipping or handling?
2: about scooters
0: yeah so the electric scooters that are downtown instead of the rideshare bikes there's now the rideshare scooters have you seen those you just get it on your app and you can scoot around as far as you want and then jump off of it
2: i'm i'm gonna say shipping on that one um Mm -hmm. I, i i like the idea behind it
0: um it's a, now, so you, I mean, you brought your lance today as part of your costume, as part of your cosplay. So oh, I would imagine you get on those scooters. Oh yeah, and oh, you're just, just knocking people inside. over. Yeah. Oh oh yeah.
2: This is this is all about uh you know checking off, uh my bucket list your bucket list stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got to do one at Maker's Fair as well. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I like the idea behind it. Um. It's very. I don't know if green is the correct term to use like it and, and instead of like having to use a car and burn gas, you know, you can just hop on this scooter, especially mm-hmm. if you're not if you don't have to go super far. Um, I, I, I know I'm the type of person I find it foolish to use a car to, you know, drive somewhere just like right across the street. Like we live within sprinting distance of a Walmart in Claremont and I'm like, I refuse to move my car. I can just take a five minute walk and I'm there. Yeah. Um, So I like the idea behind it. So I'm going to say ship. Okay.
1: I'm going to say ship as well, only because
0: I haven't seen it. It sounds cool. I want to try it. So you have a ship with an asterisk on it. Yes. So you want to try it out first. You want to see how fast they go. How fast? Okay. So let's just say if you could have your ultimate scooter experience. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, there are the new ones that have the seats on them. But for the most part, they're like the Razor scooters, but they're electric. Okay. So how fast would you want to be able to go? Hmm. I'll say a safe 20 miles an hour. 20 miles an hour. That's good. Uh, what kind of uh, weapons would you typically want to have on your scooter?
2: Everything. Just go ahead and say everything.
1: Yes, everything. But no, not necessarily. But, um, it's a sort of Swiss Army
0: knife of scooters. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Just have uh, things popping out the bottom. <laughs>
0: Uh, um, how many ramps do you think we should install, well, either along the sidewalks or on the street, for the scooters? Oh, boy. Like every how many feet? Would you want mm-hmm. a ramp or some sort of obstacle to, you know, shimmy around, that sort of thing?
1: We definitely need some ramps. Mm-hmm. We need some railings um, and a couple of obstacles. I, I would say every, every block or so. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's Just good. to give you some, you know. Some distance to build up speed.
0: I think it's a good. I I think one of these uh, one of these scooter companies might want to hire you to help yeah. out with the. Yeah. Uh, Sounds with the like you're
2: designing a board from Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which exactly. would make us money. <laughs> and if you could do it on a scooter, because I can't run that fast. Yeah. Exactly. Nor can I roll. Nor do I really want to see the movie all that much. But that's just me.
2: I don't think any Sonic fan wants no. to see the movie all that much.
0: <laughs> Moving on shipping or handling uh if you guys learned this when you were in school or maybe at home, cursive the writing style mm.
1: <clears throat> okay i'm I'm gonna be on the fence here I'm gonna say shipping and handling shipping because I think that it's it's a useful skill and especially for like adults with like signing your name and everything I think mm-hmm. that's a very useful skill, handling because I think it's very, very convoluted cursive like because we. We're in the school that I work at. We teach the kids cursive. And having to learn it again as an adult... because I for, I, I know my name. I know how to spell my name in sure. cursive. But having to learn the alphabet again as an adult, I'm like, I don't see the point in this. I really don't. But it, it looks presentable when you sign it like on a document, on an official document. It looks better than print. That's why I'm saying I'm like on the fence
2: about it. I, I'm going to have to agree on that one as well. I don't... <coughs> I understand why they teach it to you but mm-hmm. it's one of those to me it's one of the things that um the older that you get the the more useless it becomes. Yeah. Um at least for me personally I don't I don't know how how it is for other people. When you're young and you learn cursive, um, they teach you cursive like of course you you do your best to uh form all the letters correctly, but it's like the older that you get, it just starts to look like chicken scratch. Mm. And then eventually you just, you're realizing that you just draw a line. (laughs) When it's like, please sign this, you're just like, oh, uh, here's a swirl and then a line. So Mm. um, it just kind of becomes a waste of time the older you get that's just me that's just how i yeah feel per so person.
0: no practical application so why bother right. with it yeah
2: like like he said of course on a on a document or something it, it's it's way more presentable than print um but i mean how many official documents do you sign in a day
0: not enough exactly, exactly. yeah exactly not enough nobody's coming at me with hey let me give you this piece of property exactly and yeah. asking me to sign stuff, surprisingly.
2: Like, you just won the lotto, sign your name here. It's like, yeah, we're, we don't have those kind of experiences. Generally,
0: if somebody's coming up to you and saying that, they might have other intentions in mind. Yeah, most they likely. might be doing something else. That is true, too.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. All right, very good. Uh, let's do a couple more and then we'll take a break. Yes, sir. Tiny houses, shipping, Tiny houses. or handling. 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 Yeah. yeah. Out of the gate. Jonathan, why do you think uh, handling?
2: I need my space. You have a lot of stuff? Not a lot. Um, I collect, I like to collect action figures. Um, ever since I was a kid, I always like to collect memorabilia from things I like. Mm-hmm. So my room is full of Transformers and other pop culture knickknacks that I like you leave them in the box or you unbox them um some a few I have in the box but for the most part just because they take up less space mm-hmm. I have them out um, I have a few display shelves um so I just have them displayed on I have a very modest collection um by collecting standards some collectors would probably look at my collection and be like oh you're not really a collector it's everything that I have fits in my room I don't believe in like you know letting it go all throughout the house because girls don't like that they say they do, but they don't. Um, <laughs> so uh, I just I keep it all, you know, everything that I, I own stays in my room. So I like my space. You, you may still be talking to
0: the wrong girls, uh, but this did give me an idea. If you do like Transformers, mm-hmm. if we could create a gigantic Transformer that transformed into a tiny house, then you have the best of both worlds.
2: This is awesome. Yes. Great idea.
0: Just think about that. Mm-hmm. Put that on the back burner.
2: Yeah. So yeah.
1: Th- does that does that sway your vote? Does that change your Tiny houses if they could transform.
0: And it might be they can transform into multiple transformers. Yeah, what almost a like a Voltron situation. Yeah. All right, Michael, why don't you answer? Well, yeah, Jonathan think thinks about that. that, that. Yeah. yeah. That might be So we're going to do a segment in the next hour called bad business ideas. That might be one. <laughs> I'm going to say shipping. I'm going to go the
1: the opposite direction. I'm going to say shipping. I think that they could be useful if applied right. Um, Like, I had a a thought one day that I wanted to eventually invest in, like, tiny houses for, like, homeless. You know, if -hmm. they can't afford a full-blown house, we can at least give them some sort of shelter. And what better way than these tiny houses? That's a perfect, perfect idea right there. You know, get them off the street, you know, put a roof over their head. It might not be huge, but it's something, you know. I, I think it's a good idea. me personally. So,
0: would you, Michael? Would you live in one? Could would you I live, live in, in one? one? Yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah. So you obviously collect stuff as well. I would imagine. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So what would happen to all your stuff? Like, how would you? Would you? I leave it in his room. <laughs> Very nice.
2: <laughs> he would. He does anyway. And I was going to say you would need like two because you, you would have to have one for you, and then one for like your workshop. Yeah, one for. Well, Technically, he would have well, to have I mean, we three. Have the office, we have the office now. So we he would have that. to have three because he would have to have two for himself. Mm, so, wow. For himself. So that's, yeah, I didn't mean to add that. My ego's
0: essence. not that big. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I did appreciate that you both left your ego by the door. So oh. that was nice when you came in here. Uh, so let's leave it at this for now. Uh, cobbler, the dessert, not the person who fixes your shoes. Michael, what do you think?
1: I'm gonna say ship. It's it's delicious. It point blank period, it's delicious.
0: Do you have a favorite type? Peach cobbler. Peach cobbler. Yeah, okay. I'm
2: definitely gonna have to say ship on that one as yeah. well. Uh, our sister makes like the best, the best peach cobbler. <laughs> oh really? I have ever tasted. I, I noticed you didn't bring any. Yeah, well, no, because there's usually not any left. Not left. Yeah, yeah like it's gone. When, when she makes it, it it doesn't survive the night. So um, it's it's really good. It's kind of like I don't know if it's if it's a family recipe or if it's just her own spin on it. But it's it's amazing. Like um, every family get together that we have, that's usually her dish that she brings. um, And we all look forward to it. Like Kristen, bring your that's our sister's name, Kristen. We're like, please bring your cobbler Mm because it it really is amazing.
0: So uh, if you have a favorite dessert, would that be it or is it something else? That is an enjoyable because that it sounds like there's not only the taste and the flavor and the texture and all the things that you like about a dessert, you know, uh, but there's also it serves um, to remind you of family. It, you know, reminds you of your sister and your family get together and, and stuff like that. So that from that aspect could be a favorite just because of, you know, those types of
2: memories. I would say so. Um I'm not a big dessert person to mm. begin with. Um so I I don't usually uh eat it a lot like ice cream and I just don't really do dessert. Um but I would have to say if I had to pick one, definitely my sister's peach cobbler. I would agree that or her chocolate cake.
1: The that usual chocolate um cake that she makes. That thing is
0: the
2: Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So delicious.
0: Obviously, Kristen's listening uh, or going to be. So, yeah. uh, you have very you have, uh, two brothers who are big fans of yours. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's a very good cook. Nice. Okay. So, but seriously though, what's your favorite dessert? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at that for now. Jonathan Michael, thank you so much. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we will be right back with more. We'll talk about gifted concepts and designs. Uh, if you want to learn more about Jonathan and Michael and what they're doing. I would encourage you to go to facebook.com slash gifted concepts D is that correct? Yes, sir. So gifted concepts with a D at the end, and you can find them, uh, and we'll learn more about them. So please stay tuned to WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree.
3: Podcasting is easy to do. If you know what you're doing, when you're ready to get started, visit toascertaindegree.com for tips and tricks from someone who has been doing it a while. Nick. I'm not saying that he's old, but he is. In podcasting years and actual years. That's toascertaindegree.com. Now back to the show.
0: Air on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree from their 1998 Moon Safari album that was Talisman. And uh, yeah, my name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. I played that because it reminded me a little bit of the gentleman that I have in the studio here today. Jonathan and Michael Williams are here uh, representing and having founded Gifted Concepts and Designs, which I'll let you guys explain it because I'm always interested in how people define themselves like I have an idea in my head of what it is and having read the you know your website and looked at it on Facebook and things like that but to me it's the sort of multimedia uh you know can be anything you guys want based on what you're working on um it might be writing it might be drawing it might be video it might be any number of things but again that's my assumption just from looking at it I'll let you guys kind of talk a little bit about it um so who wants to, I, I never know who to start, you know, I, you've got I Jonathan, the elder statesman of the Williams's brothers, or Michael, who has the youthful enthusiasm and that smile. <laughs> would you like for me to start? I mean,
1: would you like the backstory? Yeah, a little bit of backstory would be good. You know the backstory? I mean, you were there, but do you remember it all? Yes. Um,
0: well, <laughs> you you may start. All right, so Jonathan, go ahead and start. That uh, was, I feel that, like that Michael, was low key an
2: old man joke. For yes, my brother, one hundred percent. Yeah, no problem. Michael, Michael was questioning
0: enough. your your capacity for remembering.
2: Um, well, I guess we should start at the beginning, sort of. Um, we had a. So, how long have you guys been brothers? Let's see. I've been alive now for today. T- is what like makes like a few years? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, he's uh, a. <laughs> Uh, twenty. 29. You're twenty nine. Twenty nine years. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Weeks. I think. Um, my parents thought they were done when they had me, and then when I was eight, they're like, "Hey, guess what? We're having another baby." So nice. Um, but it was it was great. Um, the gifted concepts thing. Um, I my best friend. Um, his name is Edward Middleton. He's also a uh, a creator as well. Um, we were. I met him in college and we hit it off right away. Uh he is an amazing artist. And um I'm a I'm a gifted storyteller. I don't I, I don't like to brag too much, but um I've always had this ability to come up with like my own custom stories like when Michael and I were young when we would play uh we would never play with something the way that she was supposed to play with it. So mm-hmm. when we were playing uh transformers or gi whatever we were playing we we would make up our own storylines um so i met this guy and we just hit it off we lost contact for a little bit um and then we just randomly we ran into each other in a walmart toy department Mm -hmm. very weird place to meet someone but um it had been i want to say about four years since i had seen him at that time and I will never forget. He just looked at me, took one look at me, and it was like, "Hey, you want to finish that book that we were working on?" And I was like, "Sure." Um, So we started hanging out again, and we we started working on this book uh, that this idea that we had created back in college. And we uh, I was telling him about my brother. I was like, "He's also into art and creating." So he's like, "Oh, bring him by." So uh, we started to get Michael involved, and. We finally were able to finish the book and just the experience of creating, like the process of creating Mm -hmm. the the, the book and doing all the artwork and coming up with the storyline and whatnot. Um, When you say book, was
0: it a graphic novel? Was it a a book with some illustrations? This one
2: was a manga. Yeah, because it um, it was his concept. So it was like, okay, we can do it in whatever style you choose to to do it in um and he, he is a real big fan of manga so he wanted to do it like that. So that was also a really cool experience learning how to write a manga, which is slightly different than writing a, a traditional comic
4: book. Mm-hmm.
2: Um so that was awesome. So we just we got this um I don't know if a, if the the bug is the right term to use, but we just decided it was like hey, you know what? This would be really cool to like start our own like Um, at the time we were going to do publishing yeah so Mm. it was like we can write and publish our own stories Um, so we just we founded Gifted Concepts and Design at the time it was uh, myself Michael and my best friend but he decided um, a few years in that he wanted to branch out and do something slightly different which was fine Um, he, he actually owns his own little small business now it was fine so it just became the two of us um and we've gone through a few iterations. Yeah. Um, like he was saying, at first we we wanted to be a publishing company, um, but then that wasn't really working out, and we decided that it would be a lot easier to go through an already established publishing company to get out to get. If out you were gonna, um, them. yeah,
0: actually put something out there.
2: So we 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 kind of um, just struggled for a little bit deciding what our our new identity was going to be. Um, Michael has always had a passion for hands-on creating. Like he's he's a he's a very gifted storyteller, but he's also um like a a, a craftsman. Like mm-hmm. he's all, as far as I can remember, he's always liked building stuff with his hands. Um I remember when you used to lock yourself in the bathroom and just build concoctions in the bathroom We were like, Where is Michael? He's in the bathroom just It's the only quiet place in the house. Yeah, yeah. Was just doing God knows what in there. Um, so he just, he, one day he came to me and he was like, look, um, and he was building, I don't even remember what you were, it was a, it was a prop of something. I don't remember what it was.
1: Well, <clears throat> excuse me. From, from my memory, I think I was, um, after we had did the, the publishing thing, I was getting big into trying to work on my prop making because, um, growing up, um, me and my cousins, we were really close and we used to play this uh this game where we would pretend we were like secret agents and we had all these weapons and stuff well when i got to a certain age it was my responsibility to make all the weapons mm-hmm. so i had all these these ideas and these drawings and stuff and i was like you know what i used to make them out of old plastic swords and whatnot repurpose them and and everything i was like i want to try to make one from scratch so my first prop ever was a katana made out of foam core and um I did that and like I loved the experience and I did another one and I I, I went to John and I was like I think this is where we need to start directioning and from there it just it blew up from like everything to, I started working with EVA foam, mm-hmm. I now can carve with wood um, I've made things out of rubber, I've made things out of plastic um, I'm working on board games I'm working on like other toys and knickknacks, I've made my own fidget spinner, so it's like the essence of gifted concepts, it kind of branched out from being just books to literally, as his name implies, concepts. Anything that you could think of, we can bring it to life or, or help you bring it to life.
0: Well, I like that too because what you're doing is helping somebody else tell those, their story. Yeah. yeah. Right? Whether it's a, you know, they're doing a traditional cosplay based on a character. Or they have their own IP, they have their own, you know, intellectual property and character that they're trying to develop. You could help them with that mm. um, in terms of creating it and, and accessorizing, for lack of a better term. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Because um, I realized, um, especially when I met my best friend, <clears throat> I I used to be able to draw fairly decent when I was younger, um, but because I didn't practice, I didn't stick with it. My art skills kind of diminished, um, and mind you they were never on the level that my best friend Aunt Michael's uh skills are at. So, I always I always have good ideas. I always have concepts. I can't I I can't necessarily bring them to life myself. Um like especially with uh some of the the stories that we're writing. Um I know what I want the characters to look like. I just don't have the artistic skills mm-hmm. to do it myself. So, um that's why it's always it's always great to have a helping hand with that
0: how do you guys find so you know a lot of people are stuck in their own heads when it comes to characterizations and things like that how do you find working together how do you come to a conclusion like let's say Jonathan you have a you you are stuck on in, in, in an idea in your head and Michael you want to take it uh, and maybe change it a little bit you think it would be a good idea how do you collaborate that way cuz i would imagine as brothers um, and as collaborators, that's gotta add like this extra layer of uh, interestingness to it. Uh, Yeah, and it's actually, it's, it's a funny and very
1: actually simplistic process. Like we could literally be anywhere. And John would be like, he's like, man, I've been thinking about, you know, this character. He's like, but I'm stuck with this and, and how to get them from this point in the story to this point. And then I would then come in and make a suggestion because, you know, I, I wrote a, a novel myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, I have some experience with like storytelling and characterization and getting this character through this conflict and whatnot. And so I would bounce my ideas off of him and then he would bounce some ideas off of me after hearing, you know, my suggestions. And it, it would help piece the the. Puzzle together basically and I, it's it's a beautiful thing really like i love doing it like i think the last time we did it was like two weeks ago at church oh yeah we were just yeah. sitting in the lobby and we just, it's usually where a lot of brainstorming happens yeah we're just throwing ideas off each other so i think it's i think it's a wonderful
2: thing i really do and also um we're 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 very blessed that we have a very strong bond um i don't know it's just kind of always been there like we're just We've always been very close. There's a there's a sizable age, like a age gap between mm-hmm. us, but that's never really factored into our relationship. And we've always been the kind of guys that um whatever is best for everybody. So the best idea will always Went be out. the one that we pursue. Yeah. Uh regardless of who it comes from. So we we never really had an issue with that. So like if I suggest something um but Michael has A way of doing it and it's actually a better way of doing it that's that's what we're that's where we'll go and vice versa like you know um we never really feel like our toes are being stepped on if Mm -hmm. the other is like well let's do it let's try it this way because we realize that um sometimes people see things from different angles than than others do um just as an example I know we had a, a small issue um with the name of your book. Remember that? Right. Yeah, we had an issue where we had to change the name of the book um because if we didn't we it, we could potentially have run into issues with DC Comics. Um so he he Mike took the suggestion. Um I I know he probably didn't want to hear it at the time, but he he thought about it, he took it. And he was like, "You know, it is the right thing to do to avoid mm-hmm. Something bad happening down the road, yeah. Um, because who wants a legal battle of sure, sort? of course. So, yeah.
0: so in that case, it was a very distinct reason for it. You know, you could point at it and say, "Look, this is going to cause these types of issues." What about in all this brainstorming? Um, you know, what happens when you guys, or how do you guys decide? All right, you know what? Let's leave this on the shelf for now. This idea is good, but we're not really going anywhere with it. Let's drop it or come back to it later. When do you decide that, or are you just working on 162 projects at once?
1: Usually, I think it happens organically. Yeah, because we we do work on like a lot of things. Um, you know, for for instance, like I like I guess I my book is the first in the series, so I'm, I'm planning out the rest of the series. But at the same time, I'm helping John with his book, and then we have other stories that we're working on. So when we collab you know if we come up with something it'll kind of just fall into the background mm. organically like not that you know we're like oh we'll, we'll we'll work on this later but we just go back to the
0: foundation of what's you know what we were we were working on previously and so. i should say michael the book is that you've published the chosen breaking bonds yes sir yeah and that is out available on uh, as an e-reader or as an actual print copy as yes, well sir, correct on amazon yeah so was that self-publishing Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How was that experience for you guys, and would you do that again? So, Jonathan, I don't know. I know you're working on a book as well. Is that something you're planning to do?
2: Yes, uh, definitely. Um, the the way Gifted Concepts, uh, the way that we've always worked is um, whoever's idea is uh, up in the queue, that's what we work on. So, Michael's book was um, – further along in production than mine were, so we just kind of threw all of our attention into that one. So mine kind of took a back seat for a while, which was absolutely fine. Um, It was was nice to devote all of our attention to that one project. Um, But, I'm sorry, what was the? the Yeah, so,
0: well I guess that brings up another question, which is, if that's what you guys are focused on Mm -hmm. at the time, then you know, Michael, you're the author of the book. Jonathan, were you acting as editor and sounding board and Mm -hmm. everything else? So this is, and and when you're self-publishing, that was the original question. Yes, yes. So when you're self-publishing, it's really all on you to do everything. To
2: do everything. How do you
0: handle all of that between the two of you? Like how does it kind of break down in terms of the responsibilities?
2: Well, when it comes to self-publishing, um, example for the chosen breaking bonds um the all of the ideas and the storyline came from uh predominantly from michael um i did like the edit help with the editing and some story ideas but we never wanted to um tell each other what to do Mm -hmm. we we uh we wanted to be supportive of each other michael knew the story he wanted to tell for his project, I know the story I want to tell for my project, uh, we don't go in there and be like, well, you need to change this, this, and this. So, um, for that, uh, for the, for the, the process, um, I'm, it's usually like whatever he needs help in. And for that, he need, he need to help in editing. So that's the, that's the role I played, um, with, with that project.
1: Yeah, precisely. Like when I would write when I would get a chapter done, the first thing I would initially do is take the chapter to John and let him read it, and have him tell me, "Okay, does this make sense? Does this flow? Does this get to the point? You know, so on and so forth." So yes. he uh, I, he gave me his feedback, and I took
0: it, applied it, and we just we went from there. Content creators, and that can apply to a lot of different things. That mm-hmm. can even apply to the you know artwork or the uh, props that you're making as well. Uh, because in in many ways those are content, um, is one part of it, right? And I would, in some cases, it's not even half of the battle because you still have to get your work out there and in front of people. Yeah, that's the hardest part. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what I was going to ask about next is you not only have to be skilled at creating the content, you have to be skilled at uh, uh, marketing is, is not necessarily the right word, but it's basically going out there and connecting with people. Yeah. Um, as gifted concepts and designs, and as you know, Jonathan and Michael Williams, what has been the? What are the biggest challenges in that? And what have you found works in terms of the type of people that you are? Like you don't strike me as the type of people who are going to, uh, you know. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on is because I knew you wouldn't just be. Hitting the go to the website, buy the book, go to the website, buy the book. Yeah, right. Like, this is not an advertising, no, no, no. you know, an advertisement for you. This is an opportunity to talk about, you know, the stuff that you do and how you came about it. And I yeah. appreciate that. But what, is, what have you learned so far from that aspect of the business?
2: Well, for me personally, um, The thing that we struggle, I'll start with the thing that that, uh, we struggled with, which was finding the right identity for the company. As I said, it started as one Mm -hmm. thing and then kind of naturally uh, progressed into something else. So that was one challenge, um, is determining exactly who we were gonna be, what we were gonna do, and then finding where we fit in. Um, Because we, we, we thought about, it was like, hey, let's, you know, to conventions let's get a booth and then we really thought about it was like okay well what are we going to present like if people come up to us like what do we tell them that we do like what Mm -hmm. would they be coming to our booth for Mm -hmm. um so that that was one that was one struggle that we faced um i don't know what was your take on it um
1: yeah so like you said one struggle that we faced was product and and having stuff to offer people because it's it's one thing to tell somebody that oh i do this this and this but if you have nothing to show then you know you're not really
2: that's actually where a lot of the um the prop making came from yeah which was um it was trying to build a a product base um hmm. it was us trying to have something to to show so if we told if we started to tell Um, And for a long time, we didn't really talk a lot about it. We didn't really because we were still trying to iron out all the wrinkles and, you know, determine who we were. Um, So that's where a lot of the prop building came from. We were trying to build a product base and have something to offer to people.
1: And then as far as like for me, though, a personal struggle that I have is I'm not a big people person. Mm -hmm. So um, like conversation and, and like marketing and, and and talking about what i do is, it's kind of hard for me because i'm you might disagree, but i'm not a person that likes to boast about myself too much I'm just very
0: <laughs> we can't uh not we can't only. actually see the eye roll when you do that Jonathan because <laughs> we're on the radio right now
1: no it's, i don't i don't it's hard for me to tell you how good my stuff is
0: it's and and that's a necessary part right because yeah. you have to go out there and promote it you exactly. have to say hey you should read this book you should want to read this book
1: yeah and that was that was such an eye opener that the makers fair was because when i brought my props to the makers fair again i know that they they're great i know that they're you know they're well made and they're fun to play with but to see the reaction from the general public mm-hmm. i had adults and kids alike yeah just running around, you know, taking pictures and trying to play with these things. And I'm like, okay, so that that's a big part of it is the rea- the
2: reaction that other people get. Yeah, cuz you never know how things are going to be perceived by others. Exactly. Um what we do, we it's it's great for us. Um we're very proud of everything that we do, every piece that we uh put out every, you know, story that we come up with. We're 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 very proud of it. That doesn't necessarily mean that someone will feel the exact same way. Sure. So, um, when we did the makers fair and just the overwhelming response that we got, like it, um, it, it was it was it was a great feeling. It's mm-hmm. actually hard. It's hard to describe in words, uh, like what we were both feeling that that weekend. It was yeah.
0: Well, as creators, you never really know how your stuff will be received so having that while you don't necessarily seek out the validation yeah, yeah. getting it is probably pretty wonderful no right. right? oh, it was yeah. yeah
2: we were just we we were just so happy to even be at a function like that mm-hmm. um we were just we were happy for the exposure um we talked about it prior to when we first found out that we were invited we talked about it a lot um about like what do we really want to do there uh are we going to try to sell stuff are we going to try to make a certain percentage and we the more we thought about it the more we both just decided it was like you know what if we don't walk away with anything other than exposure then we we it was a successful show had a good experience we had a great experience
0: so we're almost at the end of the uh, first hour Mm -hmm. so michael i will ask you to tell us a little bit about your book, if you can give us uh, an elevator speech, and tell us how great it is. Because I know that's a challenge for you, and you're only going to get better at that if you practice. All right.
1: Well, The Chosen Breaking Bonds is a story about three young adult teenagers that discover that they have superpowers. They are enlisted by this organization to help save the world from another evil organization. Um, What sets my book apart from a lot that I think that I I have read at least in the recent years is that the characters have life to them Mm -hmm. the characters you literally feel for them they go through pain they go through trauma they go through conflict even down to the secondary characters Um, it's not just the main characters that matter in my story everyone is a part of the universe so everyone has their place and it's just it's fun Um, we actually have a group of kids at the school right now uh, reading my book they got a class set and every day they come in, they read like a chapter or so. And I'll sit there and I'll read them with them, or my my mother will read it with them. And they're like, they're like, Mister Williams, can we act this out? Can you make us like the props and stuff? Can we act this out? It's like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll I'll set that up. Like, okay. Uh, so it's it's good to see that that reaction, to see that kids are wanting to, you know, embark on this journey that I I created, mm-hmm. and I, it's it's a wonderful feeling.
0: Very cool. Uh, What's the best way we can find out or what's the easiest way we can find out more about it the easiest way to find out more about it is um,
1: By going directly to Uh, amazon.com It's on there uh, both digitally and print and it's also available at Barnes and Nobles uh, digitally for right now Okay,
0: and it's Michael Williams uh, the chosen breaking bonds We have to uh, take a break and we'll be back for the second hour. We've got bad business ideas We've got a pop quiz to awesome. see oh, basically who the better brother is, <laughs> by the way, we'll um, be doing that. So please stay that's tuned. That's going to be fun. And yeah. if you want to learn more about Gifted Concepts and Designs, facebook.com slash giftedconceptsd. If you missed any of the show and you want to hear uh, the you want to hear the whole thing, you want to hear all of the other shows with amazing people from Orlando who are doing neat things, go to a website called com or look up to a certain degree wherever you get podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.
3: I say type, you say writer. Type! Type! While I have no way to confirm if you held up your end of the bargain, it did get you thinking about typewriters, and maybe you want to rent one. You could send thank you notes, make creative artwork, unlock a new way to write. There are a lot of ways to use a typewriter, so rent one from Card and Fast. Yep, rent a typewriter. See if it's a good fit and return it once you're done. Check out all the machines at CardenFast.com. Now back to the show.
0: Delta Spirit on WPRK. Winter Park, Florida from their 2009 album Ode to Sunshine. And it was a beautiful day after those line of storms came in uh, this past weekend. It should be a nice day today. That was Trash Can, uh which seems appropriate because of the next segment we're going to be doing you're listening to a certain degree my very special guest today Jonathan and Michael Williams of gifted concepts and designs and I'm now because you guys obviously are such good businessmen I'm gonna subject you to this
1: Bad business ideas. it's time to be just
0: one it's gonna be totally. Hope it won't
2: hurt anyone so come on,
0: have some fun. Yes, bad business ideas, the cruddy Valentine's Day candy of the corporate world. Good morning guys. so we're going to do something now. Uh, basically I'm gonna pitch you two interesting business schemes and you're gonna to have to pick one and figure out which one you want to run by being on the show, you're legally obligated to actually pick one, run it, Uh, be financially, and uh, all the liability will be on you, basically, especially the lawsuits that will inevitably come. So before we get started, (laughs) you guys are so excited. I mean, look at (laughs) you. You're stunned into silence about this. You did listen to a show before you came on, right? I did, yes. Yeah, okay, so you knew this was coming. Yes. Oh, great. Uh, Before we get to your ideas, though, let's just do some practice stuff. Valentine's Day is coming up, fortunately or unfortunately, and people, people who need people, are they the luckiest people in the world? Ooh. um, They aren't, so let's help with that. (laughs) Yeah. There are, uh, as you guys may know, I know you probably don't need any help with this, but there are a lot of dating apps out there. Yes. And so some you swipe, some you write in a bunch of words to answer things, and then they match you with people. I don't remember what the name of that one is called, but you know, there's a lot of people that we're not covering with those types of apps. Now, We could start a new company. We would call it Love Contractually, would come up with new dating apps as often as possible. One of the reasons for that is to stay ahead of the authorities. And basically if anything comes up and is litigious in any way or controversial, we'll just drop that dating app and start a new one. So for example, a dating app that's also a real estate app, because everybody's looking for a place to live right now, you swipe right on the houses that you like And you meet your match at that open house because you guys, you're not hunting a house. You're hunting a home. Ah, So these are the types of ideas. Yeah. Uh, College classes for singles, except the classes are the ones that people really struggle with, like math and biology. Like you are, you're just frightened of this class. You're intimidated by it. What's a better environment to meet the love of your life? Is there one? No. Yeah, see? Maybe, maybe detention. <laughs> <laughs> maybe detention. That's a good <laughs> idea. Uh, there's a lot of groups and people have, uh, that have been overlooked as far as dating apps go. So, for example, Diamond Thieves. Where Where's their dating app? Yeah. Where do they go to find love? So you could have uh, dating apps for Diamond Thieves where they could find and plan out a job together, conduct the job together, and hopefully not get caught. And if they don't get caught... Maybe they're a perfect match.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Never thought about that. That's life-changing right there.
0: So what do you think? is a warm-up. You're good. You get where we're going with this. Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. the best ideas I'm saving for you. That was just the oh, That yeah. was the, the appetizer we, in the meal. Jonathan and Michael, may I call you Jonathan and Michael? Absolutely. Please do. Great. Uh, let me ask you about this. You both are pop culture aficionados. Are you looking forward to the new Wonder Woman 1984 movie? Ooh,
2: um, mm. me personally, not really, not really. Okay. I Michael. recently saw birds of prey. So Jonathan, yeah, that's a hard no. That's okay. So we have
0: some issues with that. Now. I don't know if you saw this last night, Kristen Wiig's, uh, character and costume from the movie got leaked. No, very the full briefly. Yeah. Costume? The full cheetah costume. And so she is going to look like a cat. And then we obviously just had the cats movie come out where everybody looked like cats. Now, you guys are also into conventions and cosplay and fan fiction and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So I thought, what if we created a company that was all about making people look as realistically as cats as possible? And that would be called Rise and Feline. That is actually a wonderful
1: idea. Cats are really big. Cats are really in. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Just think about it. The Cats
0: movie, the Kristen Wiig character... It could serve multiple purposes. Mm-hmm. I mean, because
2: mm-hmm. people love cats, so it could help. That's with, my understanding. Could help with people finding a place to live. Yeah. Um. I mean, the popularity of oh, cats I is... like that. So
0: they would literally embody and become a cat. Yeah.
2: They, yeah. Like yeah. think about it. it could you serve could as like a, a cat. yeah, like a pseudo adult yeah. adoption agency. Yeah. Okay
0: that is disturbing on a number of levels which makes it the yeah. perfect bad business idea. <laughs> I like this so far. So, uh what are you thinking from a costuming standpoint like how would you do it? Um obviously wouldn't skin cats cuz that's probably not good. No, no mm-hmm. actual cats will be hurt in or the, making, in the yeah. making of these yeah, right. outfits,
1: right? Um, I'd say, you know, fake fur
0: obviously we got to go that way. Okay. But, um, so like a onesie type of zip up type y- of situation? Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Um, now, what, what variations are we doing? Are we doing like big cats? So like tigers and cheetahs and lions? Or are we trying to stay house cats? I think
0: house cats. I think okay. what I'm seeing is house cats, although cheetah is obviously one of the apex predators mm. yeah. of the animal and feline kingdom. So I'm not sure whether or not we would go with that one as well.
1: So a more modest palette of color then.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, I All think right. so. I think so. Yeah, maybe some hairless ones. Yeah, yeah, that would be super weird. What but are those interesting. are interesting. Those are what Siamese sphinx cats. I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Would you handle teeth and eyeballs? Like, is that just a contact lens? Uh, yeah, contacts for the eyes definitely. And teeth, w'e similar to like the old uh, vampire teeth, yeah, little fake. Yeah, uh, it used to get good. the yeah. Uh, for the high-end consumer, would you have like an animatronic tail and things of that Definitely. nature? Okay, great. Definitely. And maybe animatronic ears. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they could yeah. like point in different directions mm-hmm. and things of that nature. All right. Well, I like this so far. So that is uh, Rise and Feline. Now, the second option is uh, a writing sort of uh, 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 authoring sort of thing. What I've noticed is there's a lot of fan fiction out there. Right. A ton. Um, some of it is very successful. For example, Fifty Shades of Grey started out as fan fiction for Twilight, mm-hmm. which I, uh, I, I, I've never read it, of course. I just read that fact
2: about the book. Same here, I've never read it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I think we're all on the same page yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, literally the first page of it because we have not actually read yeah. it. Uh, but what if we made fan fiction a little more accessible to other things that we love besides pop culture icons? So yeah, I might want to write fan fiction about Han Solo meeting uh, Star-Lord or something like that. That would be so awesome. That would be pretty cool. So let's put a pin in that one as well. But I want to write about some of my favorite foods. I want to write fan fiction where the food becomes one of the main characters. And there's a lot of really good food in Orlando. So a couple of things that I wrote down here that I would like to do is uh, Hourglass Brewing is one of the breweries here in town. They have a beer called Two Million Bees and some hops because it has honey in it, and yeah. obviously it has hops in it. I want to know more about those two million bees. What do they do? What do they do for fun? Do they dress up sometimes? Can you imagine two million bees in an overcoat pretending to be a person? Yeah do they do stand up yeah like what are they feeling when they do that stand up like getting in front of people? It's a very male dominated sort of uh industry and and culture. So uh, I believe bees are mostly male. So I think they would do okay in that. But do they still have – are they still intimidated by doing the stand-up? You know, that sort of thing. I want to know their backstory. Uh, the Valhalla Bakery has a dessert called uh, Bourbon YOLO, which is two chocolate chip cookies with this buttercream in the middle that's kind of oh, – wow. Has this bourbon tasting. Like, does it have a drinking problem? How, what has it gone through? Has it lost a lot in its life because of this? Yeah. You know, there's those sorts of things. Uh, and there's uh, from Orlando Meats, you could really do just about anything there. But the medium rare burger is very famous. I want to know, why is it medium rare? How did it become that way? And, you know, not just the from a taste standpoint, but, you know, in its heart. Yeah.
1: What did they have to, to go through? You know? Yeah.
0: So uh, we would call this flan Fiction, this new company, Mm. and we would write these short stories. I'm not sure how it would be profitable, which is a sign of a good, bad business idea, because we would just be writing stuff. But that's really most of writing is you're not really sure how it's going to become profitable. Yeah, you kind of just throw it out there and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that so far? I don't think anybody's doing food fan fiction.
1: Uh, At least I haven't seen it. It could work because, mm-hmm. realistically, you know, the 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 basis behind the good story is you know the journey. Mm-hmm. All food goes through journey in its preparation.
2: So, I mean, know. think about it. Like the bees, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, bees have a queen, correct? Uh, that's my understanding. So yeah. they're like a monarchy. They're so hive mind. They're yeah. They're hive mind. Um, we don't know how many bees were sacrificed in the production of that honey. So mm-hmm. that's. Um, that's one aspect we can focus on. For some reason, people love tragedies. Like they always. It's a good point. Yeah. That's a
0: good point. Now, I don't know that a lot of them would have been because they're, you know, they pull the thing out and they scrape it. Out. I know maybe some die. Maybe yeah. You're right. We might have to do some research. This is sounding really difficult now. Nah. Okay. So, but keep going. So, the tragedy of the lives given. The
2: tragedy of the bees that went into processing i guess that's what you call it the honey Mm -hmm. yeah that's what i call it to make the honey and you know um otherwise i think of it as bee
0: vomit and i don't like to do that i'd rather say the bees process the honey than the bees are vomiting out the honey depends on your circle yeah okay good point (laughs) (laughs)
2: um but yeah the, the 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 process that went into it to get to to get the honey to the factory the factory gets the honey to the brewery to go into the drink, and, you know, it all started with with some some worker some, bees. Simple bees. Yeah. yeah. Who just...
0: Did they have dreams? Yeah. yeah. Did they aspire to more? Yeah. Uh, we were they July expecting... So, uh, we yeah. can have a delicious beverage. Did they
2: want to sting someone that day, but the queen was like, Nope, no, no, you got to go make that honey. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think those are their two choices? The,
2: I, man, I really <laughs> want to sting someone...
0: But I gotta make honey.
2: I'm just saying, if you have a stinger, like, why would you not want to sting someone?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. Unless they're the type that if you, those bees that they sting and they die. Ooh, that's right. Maybe they maybe they avoid stinging.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's that's a a
0: tragedy in itself as well. Yeah. Yeah. If I sting, I will pass away.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: I like it. So, uh, okay, so out of these two wonderful meals that I've set before you, Rise and Feline, where we outfit people to look like cats, Uh, we do everything for you from top to bottom and tail. Man, that's not sounding great. But we do everything and we'll make you look like a cat. Or Flan Fiction, where we write food fan fiction, which is also fun to say.
2: I am going to say Rising Feline. Rise feeling, yeah. Cause, okay. Because there's Definitely. no way that you don't go for a grand jury for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's a good point. As a witness, at the very least, yeah. on you know what happened to this person, yeah. and you know, and it could be like a witness protection program kind of situation as well. If we do a good enough job, yeah,
1: it is complete, true. Complete
0: overhaul. We so. can hide people. That's right. So it's not just it's not just cat enthusiasts. So we can. It's people who want to go into hiding. We mm. can completely give you a new life as a cat. As a
2: cat, yeah,
0: I like this. See, this is why you guys I thought would be good for this is that you have a good angle three, on this. Like,
2: how many times does a cat eat in a day? We used to have like our family used to have two, or three times, two or three times a day. Two, yeah. yeah, so at you, least, you get
1: the the required you know square meals a day at least. <laughs> but three. I mean, my
0: cats are home right now. I don't even know what they're eating or what they're doing. They could be going through the fridge. They could be doing any number of things.
2: Yeah, that is true.
0: So you have free reign. You're going to be sleep. So let's just talk about a cat's life for a second. Mm. Sleep most of the time. Right. Uh, you get to stay inside. Uh, and if you learn to work the remote, you can watch TV all day. Yeah. Sounds pretty great.
1: Yeah. And they can get around because they know how to open doors, cabinets and things. Yeah, of course. Well,
0: it, also, if you're a human-sized cat, you can do all of those things. Yes. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a pretty I actually want to do this now. Yeah, I
2: kind of <laughs> I kind of do too. Okay. It's like there's no way we won't get a subpoena. Like yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I feel like Michael could be our test subject. Yeah. Uh, I would make a good cat. I'm not going to lie. I would make a good cat. Can you give us uh your best meow? Uh yeah, sure. Um meow. You're done. You, it was like we had a cat in the room just now. Like people yes. listening are not going to know the difference. Yes.
2: We had a very disturbing five foot plus cat in the room. Yes,
0: <laughs> I mean we don't know how big cats can get if they this, live long enough. This
2: is true. I mean, if a lion stood on its hind legs, it'd be sure pretty big. There's I mean,
0: real, really no science behind any of this when it comes to pets. This is true. Yeah, so this I think true. we're good. Okay, well, great. Well, thank you guys. Let's play a song, and we will get back to. You both here in a second. Uh, Chet Baker, this is Vehicle on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree.
3: Every week. That's how often Nick is on the radio with amazing people from around Orlando. There are community leaders and musicians, improvisers and actors, entrepreneurs and educators, and many, many more. If you like what you're hearing, consider subscribing to the podcast, or if you already subscribe, follow the show on social media. If you do both these things already, you are to be commended. I commend you. Now back to the show.
0: Jet Baker on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. That was a song called Vehicle. It was a cover song. We're trying to, to figure out who it was by originally, but, you know, uh, from the album Groovy Talking Verve. Good morning, my name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. I have very special guests, as I always do. Jonathan and Michael Williams are here from Gifted Concepts and Designs. I met them when they were doing uh, Maker Fair Orlando, and I've got to know them a little bit better today. If you missed any of the show and would like to get to know them a little bit better As well, go to a website, called com, and you can listen to this when it comes out in its podcast form. I would encourage you to do that and to subscribe if you would like to hear from other people around the Orlando area who are doing neat things. Jonathan and Michael, I wanted to ask, uh, there's an eight-year difference between the two of you? Yes. Jonathan, you're the older one. Yes, sir. You're the elder statesman. Michael, you are the younger... Um, Obviously, more impetuous one, because you're younger, and that's the way we always think of people. Um, We have certain expectations for ourselves coming out of high school, Um, so a lot of people expect that you have to go directly into college, Mm -hmm. you have to do it in four years, I know that's how I thought of it, and I did not do that, and for a long time I felt like uh, that I didn't do it right, but there really is no right or wrong way to do it. When you guys were coming out of high school, and you know, for, for you, Michael, having the benefit of an older brother, mm. um, what were your plans and what actually happened? <clears throat> well, for me,
1: uh, coming right out of high school, I was kind of burnt out. So I knew that I didn't want to jump right back into the educational system, because mm. high school was pretty rough for me. So I took a year off um, where I literally did nothing but then I got into college uh because I have um chronic migraines. I, I get migraines every day. I didn't actually physically go to school. I wound up taking college online. Mm-hmm. Um so that's what I did and I got my my associate's degree that way, but I saw what college did um in two respects. Like I saw the experience of my sister and then I saw Jonathan's experience and two vastly different experiences. So I had to this basically. I had to basically pick and choose, you know, I guess, which archetype I wanted to follow, which direction I wanted to go down. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I, I, you know, I kind of carved a path for myself to where I kind of met in the middle of, of the two. And I'm happy with my decision. Yeah.
0: Is there any, I knew you work with kids now and you mm-hmm. work at a school. So is there any advice you would give them having uh, seen your brother and your sister go through college and then having your own experience? Is there... But anything you would think of to tell them? Yeah, and what I, I tell the seniors at our school is to follow
1: their passion because a lot of times our parents are very uh, instrumental in where we go to college. Like, oh, I want you to go to this school. I want you to go and do that and become this. My suggestion is to follow your passion. If you want to be like sports medicine or anything like that, then you need to go to a school that that is the focus of Um because ultimately you're just going to be miserable and it's going to cost you a lot of money. So follow your passion, follow your heart and stick to it because with college more so than, you know, regular general education, you have to be committed. Mm -hmm. You have to be dedicated because it's, it's a, it's a big responsibility. And if you, if you slack up, it will catch up and bite you. So you have to be committed Stay motivated and you gotta learn to motivate yourself because not every time people are gonna be able to motivate you. You gotta be able to have that drive for yourself. You gotta be able to want it, see the light at the end of the tunnel and go get it. So in high school and
0: before that, teachers are chasing you. In exactly. college you're chasing the teachers. Exactly. Or you have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh Jonathan, for you it sounded like or it sounds like um it was an arduous path. I ended up going to four different schools and I did eventually graduate after about eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm wondering if uh, your experience was similar, or you know, you struggled with it maybe in a in a different way than I did.
2: Um, I, I I didn't go to as many schools. I I went to. Oh, okay, good. I still have the record on. that. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> I, I've stopped at two um, for right. No, actually, I lied. Man. three. Well, right, I've been to three good. schools. Good. Um college and and I are um we have a very interesting relationship right out of high school um I wanted to to take some time off because as Michael said I was a little burnt out my um my senior year of high school was probably my best and worst year ever in school mm. uh in like public education um I Won't say I was lazy, but um, I did what I had to do to get by. I didn't really put forth extra effort. Um, So sometimes it affected my grades. Um, I was never a bad student. I was just a really good student that didn't care all the time. Does that make sense? So um, I had a good senior year academically, but had a very bad experience at the end of it that – I was like, I am so done with school. Mm. I just I needed time to recharge. Um, but I got accepted into a very illustrious college and I didn't want to disappoint um all of those that were involved in making that happen for me. Um not not saying that, you know, people pulled strings or anything, but um there were people who were really rooting for me to go to college or sure. You know, yeah,
0: you had your support network Exactly. And, you, know, you mm-hmm. feel obligated on some level to, to so, do that for
2: them. Exactly. So I didn't want to come in and just be like, hey, I changed my mind. I'm not going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but in all honesty, I had changed my mind and I probably should not have gone um, <laughs> because that just started a um, a spiral of very interesting <laughs> decisions after that. Yeah. Um, so I, I tried it at one school. It just didn't work out, mm-hmm. and I came. Was back. the school near family, or was it away? No, it was it was away. I'm well, not super far away. I, I went to Stetson, so I, okay. I I moved out to Deland and was gone for, um, for. Do you remember this? I was gone for like two two and a half years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gone for for years, and which was the first time that um, we had ever been separated. Been yeah. separated like that. So it was kind of difficult for him, too. Um, but um, my sister went to Stetson and um, accomplished wonders. She was did so good. She was great. Um, it was her senior year when it was my freshman year. So I, I had a support system. I had some support my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, but after she graduated and went on to, to law school, it just uh, – I don't know. It just kind of all fell apart, so I left there and um, tried to came home for a little bit. Started working, and um, I had always promised my mom that I would give it give it a shot again. So, after about a year and a half, I decided to give it a shot again, Um, and it was going okay. That's that's when I met my best friend, the the guy who is my best friend now. Yeah, Um, it was going decent enough for for, for me, for my standards. Um, but after a while, as I started to get further along in my program, I noticed that, um, they were not actually adequately preparing me for what I thought I wanted to be doing at that time. Interpretive um, dance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 I have two left feet. You guys should see him move. <laughs> oh, boy, You're not going to let me live that down. Um, but no, I, um, I've struggled for a long time deciding like what I wanted to do with myself. Mm -hmm. I still don't a hundred percent know what I want to do with my life. Um, I have a, I have an awesome job now. Um, that I would like to move up the ladder if I can, but I'm not sure if that's ultimately what I want to do for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, having this, this company with my brother that, right now that definitely seems like like a long term goal like this is what I want to do like uh on my own business um so i just long story short i just bounced around a lot i i still haven't officially graduated from any college so i don't have a degree in anything just yet and that's only because um once i left uh that last time once i i left college that last time i made a promise to myself that I was not gonna set foot on a college campus, until today, um, until I knew exactly what I was there for. Um, I didn't wanna waste any more time, I didn't wanna waste any more money, Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't wanna waste anyone else's time, many professors or staff or whatnot, so until I knew 100% what I was there for, uh, I wasn't gonna go back to school. Um, So I'm still figuring that out. Yeah. and but, I didn't know that it played a, a role in how you dealt with college, I, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I, you know me, I, I look at everything, I take everything into consideration, so. I'm sorry Nick, you were about to ask, oh, I apologize. Oh,
2: no, no,
0: no, that's interesting, I think this is, you know, you learn a little bit about the people uh, who you're coming on the radio with yeah. because you're <laughs> uh, admitting to things maybe that uh, you hadn't thought about before, I'm asking questions like that and that's good um because i th- i think we do see the experiences of others and sometimes we don't always take into account what it took for them to do what they did yes um so if you were to look at your sister's experience and i know she did well and she went on to law school you might think that oh okay so college looks fairly easy and it looks like it's a lot of fun and um especially if you're part of uh, uh, the instagram crowd and you see Everybody's living their best life at the university level. Um and sometimes they don't talk about the struggles that you might have and the issues that might come up and whether that's, you know, emotionally I wasn't ready to go to school. Uh I wasn't ready to go to college um or in your case, you know, you wanted to align with what you want to do and you're may not be sure what you want to do yet. Yeah. Um for you Michael it was, you know, going to school on a day-to-day basis wasn't your best experience, you were able to translate that into online, right. which wasn't available for everyone, you know, always, but is now, you know, is as ubiquitous as it comes and it's getting better every year, like they're improving it. So it's not just you're listening to somebody drone on for two hours and then you have to write something. Right. I mean, you it's, still it's have to more do that, but and yeah, it's a little more interactive now, but yeah, so I think that's good. And I think that, that, that kind of reflection gives people, um some insight into what it's really like, you know, versus what we see in pop culture, which is yeah, it's great, it's the best four years of your life, and you'll have fun and you'll party and you'll make some mistakes, and none of them will ever haunt you for the rest of your
2: life, oh yeah, I know for me um i i I never really sought that that out, like you know how some people can't wait to get through high school to go to college for mm-hmm. that for that experience. I was never chasing that experience, which I also think uh, factored in into how I approached college. Um, just, I, I never really cared that much about going, I was like, oh, I, I don't want to go off to a four-year university, and I don't. I didn't need the whole college experience. I, I would have been perfectly content with maybe going to a trade school or um, doing something along that level, but... The college experience was something that I never really pursued for myself, yeah so and to line
1: up again with what John said about um not setting foot on a college campus until you know what you're ready to do, I actually after the fact I was enrolled in full sale, I was a student there for two weeks. <laughs>
2: I remember this
1: <laughs> yeah, I was a student there for two weeks, and I just wasn't ready. Yeah. I, I wasn't ready at the time, so I had to unroll. I had to re-enroll my unenroll uh, myself because I just I didn't want to waste time. I didn't want to waste the money because it's very expensive. And I I can I can attest that yeah, if you if you are not ready, if you do not know fully what you want to do, not saying that you know plans won't change, mm-hmm. but if you don't have some sort of idea, don't don't pursue it.
0: Well, and I like that approach because it's a very strategic approach as opposed to people who. I know I need a bachelor's degree to, uh, like you said, Jonathan, move up within an organization. So let me just get whatever the easiest one is. Yes. So I can have that piece of paper and I can check a box off. And yeah, that's appropriate, I guess, on some level. But also if you are if you have the time and you can be a little more strategic with what you're doing, then why not do it
2: that way? Exactly. Um, I had a conversation with... Uh, someone a few months ago, we were talking about how um, a lot of people pursue degrees, um, but they're pursuing the wrong degree. Um, if, perfect example, like for me, I'll just use myself, um, moving up in my company, it, in my, where I work, it would, instead of me getting just a general business degree, mm-hmm. It would make sense for me to tailor it to a specific area. So, like, I'm going to do business
0: logistics th- or fulfillment
2: exactly. or yeah, business marketing. Like, these are the t- th- they These are the things that your college recruiters and your you know a lot of times the guidance counselors they 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 leave out for whatever reason. Like, um, like really think about what you want to do and pursue a degree that will actually help propel you because um just having a general business degree is great and i'm not i'm not discrediting anyone that that has put in the time to acquire that um but a lot of times with the way that the world is now it's and the way things are constantly changing um like, they're looking for specifics. Like, you know, we, we need someone who has a marketing degree. We need someone that has, like, this specific degree, this type of degree. A general business degree is is great, um, but I think it will only take you to a certain level before you have to put something else on top of that. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Well, let's leave it at that for now. Let's uh, listen to one more song, and then we'll uh, pit... The two brothers against each other. Yay. <laughs> what could be better than that? Jonathan and Michael Williams are here. They are from Gifted Concepts and Designs. If you'd like to learn more about that, Facebook.com slash Gifted Concepts D. So that's G I F T E D C O N C E P T S D. Oh, that's weird. Mm.
2: At the end, P-t-o. PTSD. I never noticed that until so yeah. I just spelled it out. Yeah, well, wow. oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> it, it doesn't wow. sound good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Facebook.com slash gifted concepts D. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. I won't ever spell yeah. it again. Yeah, let's yeah, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Uh this We're is going okay. to be just so everyone everyone's knows. Fine. uh co eds uh with close up makeup on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree.
3: The to be decided is a YouTube channel, or is it more than that? I vote for more. Miller and Davis cover many topics. Do you like obscure Japanese bands from the late 90s? Stories about youthful sense and sensibilities? Ranking albums by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? Then get your computer over to youtube.com forward slash the to be decided for more. Now back to the show.
0: The co-eds on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from their album, Thrill Me. That was close-up, make-up on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. And the uh, gentlemen that I have here today, the guests that I have here, may have to make up after this next segment because I'm going to pit them against each other. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. My very special guests today, Jonathan and Michael Williams. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you for being here. And we have a very special guest as well to do the trivia today as he always does. Simon Time is here live via recording. Uh, He was alive last time I talked to him in case the authorities are looking into anything. Simon is gonna ask five questions. We're gonna keep score, see who the better brother is, see who the winner is. There's obviously always gonna be a winner and a not winner in life. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with a pop quiz on the radio first thing Monday morning. Simon Time, you can find him on his own uh, podcast on PFT Media or around the Orlando area. I think he does trivia six or seven nights a week uh, around Orlando. So let's get started. Are you guys ready? Yes. So there's five questions. You're going to write them down. Don't cheat. And then we'll check after each one. All right. All right. Here we go.
4: Hey, hey, Nick, this is Simon Time. And I've got five questions for you, Jonathan and Michael here for To a Certain Degrees trivia segment. Let's begin. Question number one. In the Karate Kid, what was the name of the dojo where the boys that bullied Daniel LaRusso trained?
0: All right. So, 80s movie type of situation, Karate Kid. If we know the answer, should we just answer it? Michael is laughing because it doesn't appear that he knows it at all, I'll go ahead and play the answer. And you can just tell me if you got it
4: right. That, of course. Is the dreaded Cobra Kai. They never say die. See, I was
1: about i was about to say Dragon's Fin.
0: Dragon's Fin? Dragons Where did fin? you get that from? Look. That is a good name I for us. I was a... born in the 90s. <laughs> All right. We're going to start. Just for that, you have to start a business called Dragon's Fin. Duly noted. <laughs> yes. All right. I like that. So I, I knew that off the bat. Jonathan, you're up one to zero. Michael, come on, man. You got to catch up. Here we go with the next question.
4: For number two. In the 1983 movie National Lampoon's Vacation, what fictional amusement park were the Griswold family trying to go to?
0: Yeah, this is an old one, but a goodie. I'm getting nose on each one. How about this? It's, it's animal-based. If you can get close to the animal, I'll give you a point. So, just think of an animal.
2: I've seen that movie too, and I'm, I'm embarrassed as I should know this. Um.
4: <laughs> you know, All right,
0: let's go field. with the answer.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: Field. Since we were talking about it earlier. Okay. That, of course, was every 80 kids' dream Wally World.
0: Yeah, it was basically a send-up of Disney, but it had a moose instead of a mouse. Uh,
2: that's right.
4: Oh,
0: I just got Straight that. Off. <laughs> I just got that it's a moose instead of a mouse. Huh? Well, let's see, learn something Wally. new every day. Okay. day. All right. Isn't that what they call Walmart? Yeah, well, at least that's what I call it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, that, and that's why. That's where it came from. Now you know the source of that meme. Okay, awesome.
4: <laughs> Continuing on in this trip through the movies... In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what is the name of Thor's homeland?
0: All right. We've got one answer. We've got potentially a second answer. Thing, of
4: course, it's Thor of Asgard.
0: Did you both get that? Of course. Okay, yeah. good. Thor's kind of big in our house. Okay, so Jonathan, you're still up by one. Let's go to the next one.
4: Question number four. Rutger Hauer played Roy Batty. And what 1982 neo-noir science fiction film
0: recently had a sequel come out to that.
4: Yep.
1: Oh, uh,
0: he's thinking, I think he's got it. Let's see the answer.
4: That is the acclaimed blade runner.
0: Nice. Okay. Last question. Uh, I wonder if somehow that you could, Michael, since you're down one, you could sabotage your brother on this one. You mean take his paper? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, let's do that. Here's the question.
4: And question number five, very near and dear to my heart, is this film. It's an ugly planet. A bug planet is the line from what 1997 American satirical military sci-fi fiction film it is.
0: one answer it looks like i have a second answer
4: Ah,
2: ah, ah. stop stop
0: i know you know it come here
2: i know you know it too because i'm the one that introduced you to the movie all
0: right are you guys ready yes
4: starship troopers i love that film and those guys were five movie related questions for you guys nick we'll see you next time brother
0: Follow uh, Simon Time along at uh, facebook.com slash Simon Time Trivia. And also on Facebook, you could find more about my guests today, Jonathan and Michael Williams, facebook.com slash giftedconceptsd. Uh, you can find out more about Michael's uh, book, uh, The Chosen Breaking Bonds. You can find that at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank Thank you you for having having us. Anything else you want to plug? Um, Anything else you want to talk about? You guys got anything coming up? Dragon's Fin. Dragon's Fin. We're very excited about that. That That sounds cool. This new dojo that you have. Yeah. Like, is it going to be a combination of Tai Chi and Jiu-Jitsu? And uh, what's the thing that Worf does on Star Trek? next generation uh, i'm not I'm sure yeah so whatever the klingon version is maybe incorporate a number of different things into it dragons fan. or it could just be like some anime huh. stuff that, i just i just want
1: to say he got lucky okay because i wasn't born in the 80s so he got lucky with that one
2: yeah but most of these you've seen
1: <laughs> no no i've only seen Star. and there's
2: literally a new tv show called Cobra Kai. <laughs>
1: I've, first of all, I've never seen that movie from start to finish. I've only seen Thor. I've only seen Starship Trooper. I haven't even seen Blade Runner. I just knew when he said that there was a sequel that came out recently. That's
0: why I was like, oh. <laughs> it's it's an interesting concept. So Billie Eilish, I know, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. She's a musician that yeah. just came out recently. Mm-hmm. And she was at, there was a big hullabaloo about her at the uh, Oscars last night. Cause she had a really interesting outfit on. But she also caused some controversy recently because she said, Oh yeah, who's who I just heard a song by ACDC? And so a lot of people came out and like, oh, how could you not have heard about AC DC? And we we think about that. Like the ingrained pop culture that I have is not going to be no, the ingrained yeah. pop culture that the generations after me have. Right? Yeah, so yeah. it's interesting to think about, you know, trivia and how it's done these days because we don't have all the same things. We don't have all the sh- same shared experiences. Is that And the, that's not
2: bad. Is that the same girl that apparently is gonna do the theme song for the new Bond movie?
0: Uh, I don't know, she might be. Might, I, yeah, I think, I think
2: that, that, that name, when yeah. you said that, I was like, I could have sworn I've heard her. She's
0: re- incredibly talented. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but we have to go, speaking of incredibly talented, oh, yes. uh, Orlando Theater Hour is coming in in a second, Ashley Ann Gardner. I would encourage you to listen to that if you missed any of the show today to a certain degree, you can find that online or wherever podcasts are podcasting. That didn't sound right. Uh, we're gonna hear from Third Rail, a song called Blues March, but first let's shake hands on the air because I think that makes for good radio. Yeah, sure. Michael, Jonathan, thank you so much, very nice. Thanks for having us. Oh thank boy, you yeah, me. that that does make for good radio. <laughs> and uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your week. No, did you guys want to add to that? Right. No, I'm no. Just, I, do you want me to also enjoy the rest of my week? Oh, absolutely! Oh, yes. Okay, great. Yes.
2: Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. No All right. No of... And
0: that's the show. Did you like it? Let me know. And also visit Michael and Jonathan on Facebook at facebook.com dot slash gifted concepts d. The voice you heard doing the commercials is the incredibly talented Ashley Ann Gardner. Check her out at ashleyagardner.com. If you like the bumper music, please follow The To Be Decided on YouTube slash The To Be Decided. As always, thanks so much for listening. Just remember this as you go out into the world. We all have emotional baggage, and some of it looks very similar. Be sure to check your claim tag to make sure it's
4: yours.